Europeans into a new Europe. The podcast about inspiring projects all over Europe with Jana, Jose, Paula, Roxana. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of our podcast, Europeans into New Europe. Today it's me, Jana, and I'm here with Sophie, who's part of an Austrian project offering free vegan cooking classes for everyone interested in vegan cuisine. Hi, Sophie. I'm very happy that you found the time to join us for this episode. So let's get started. Tell me, what is the project about? Hey, Jana. <laughs> We are offering, as you said, Uh, cooking courses for free and um, we're doing vegan stuff uh, always with a different topic and we're offering like five courses from may to august uh, and we are four students like university students uh, who are just interested in vegan cooking and want to show others that it's not as complicated as one might think yeah and when you're with us we do three to five different dishes And at the end, we eat them. <laughs> That's practically all that it's about. And it's very nice and comfy and uh, it's a very cozy atmosphere. Wow, that sounds so great. I'm especially in for the eating part afterwards. But tell me, how did you come up with the idea of offering free vegan cooking classes? One girl from our group, called Nikki, uh, did a voluntary service in Hungary. And when she came back in Austria, they... Uh, was this yeah meet up from people who just came back from their voluntary service and they were told that oh there are these solidarity projects which can fund you 500 euros per month for a project that you like and all that you have to do in a way is be between 18 and 30 years and be at least five people to do the project and she jokingly said to Another one that was there, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to make a vegan cooking course. <laughs> and over half a year, it really developed into the idea of doing it. And we just managed to get together and find some people that are interested. And yeah, so Nikki handed it in because you have an online formula that you have to do. And afterwards, we just waited to get the permission to start. Wow, that's such a cool journey. Tell me, how did you come up with the idea of cooking vegan food? I guess it is because a lot of us uh, cook vegetarian food all the time and some even vegan food. And then we thought that there are a lot of stereotypes concerning vegan food, saying it's very complicated, it's very expensive, and it may not even taste as good as uh, dishes with meat and dairy. So we thought that, that might be a nice e idea and it's something we all like to do. So we really like to cook and share recipes and be with people. So it really connects all of our interests. That's so cool that you all share the same interest in cooking vegan food. Did you already know each other before starting the project? And maybe did you already started cooking vegan food before the project? <laughs> I believe that not all of us knew each other beforehand. And we never, ever cooked before together. <laughs> we handed in the project without meeting, I think, more than three times. So that was quite funny. But um, me and Nikki, we lived together and some of us were in school together. And I was doing theater stuff with another uh, group member. But it's not, not really like we knew each other beforehand. 
Okay, but it's it's so cool that you still came together as a group and started this project. I mean, it's still very, very nice to meet new people and do something very cool and so exciting. I mean, planning a, a project is quite a lot of stuff you have to remember, have to focus on. So how did the project go on <laughs> when you um, got the permission from the European Solidarity Corps that you could do the project? How, how was all the planning? When you hand in your, your application for the, pro for the Solidarity Project, uh, you have to say in which time frame you want to do it. So it needs to be at least for two months, but also could be 12 months. And I think we handed in for 10 months, starting from February, um, because <laughs> we know one of the people that uh, looked through the papers and she told us, yeah, no, nobody really starts in January because you don't really do anything in that month. <laughs> so we got together in February and wanted to organize stuff, but we then found out that it's really stressful in a way to organize this project. You also have to not only set the date from which um, from which month to which month you want to get the funding, but also have more or less some deadlines when you want to have finished which part. And I think we said, for example, in April, we want to have our website and want to have our flyers printed and stuff like this. And it's really was helpful to have this in the end. Because in the beginning, we were really struggling with the timing and struggling with finding a place to host everything. And although you get 500 euros a month, which is a lot, in the end, it didn't seem like that because we spent the majority on the rent for the room. Yeah, but I think it was a development, how everybody tuned in and saw what we could do together and... <laughs> if everything goes wrong Nikki is there to remind us that we still have stuff to do <laughs> well yeah I guess it's um, so much to do because I mean I think you're all new in like planning a whole project like this and um, becoming like a, a team as people who didn't really know each other before but um, I mean still you did it you already had your first cooking class <laughs> um, tell me how was it how was the experience It was really, really nice. It was so cool. When people ask me this question, I was not so sure what to say because it was so much going on because <laughs> we were there for, I think, five hours. In the end, even more because we had to pack up. But it was, oh, it's, it was really great. <laughs> The people were so friendly and everything went to plan. So we were really finished at 3 p.m., when we should leave the kitchen. It was wonderful. Everybody was so nice. The food tasted amazing. And yeah, it was really nice atmosphere. Oh, so nice. I'm so happy for you that this really go almost as like planned, I guess. <laughs> um, what exactly did you cook? I'm very interested in the vegan food right now. <laughs> <laughs> we made um, free let's say salty dishes and free sweet dishes. So at first we made a, like a tofu scramble, like you would do an egg scramble and a omelette with kind of a dough in mixture and then a two or three types of hummus. And then afterwards we had a round of eating and everybody gets to try everything uh, before going back to work and doing banana pancakes and waffles and porridge. 
And then we ate again. So there was a lot of eating that day. <laughs> well, that sounds so tasty. Oh my gosh. I, I wish I would have been there. <laughs> and uh, how many people came and how did they perceive it? Like, um, which feedback did you get after that? Fourteen people were at the course and we split them in three groups while cooking. And the feedback was super positive. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody was really brave enough to say something really negative because we said we're doing it for free <laughs> in our free time. But it was no, it was really very positive and saying that they enjoyed it. And a lot of them signed in for another one and saying, like, if we have um, if we still have space, we should check them in for the other cooking courses. But we are now overbooked for the next two. So we are absolutely fine on this part. Wow, you're already overbooked for the next two um, cooking classes. That is amazing. I mean, That's that's really great if you know that people are want to come to your uh, to your cooking classes and they even like I mean it's even overbooked. How many places do you have in total to offer? We have plans to take in 15 people for each cooking class. We might overbook to 18 or something, but more than that is probably a bit tricky also in the kitchen space-wise. Yeah. But in the end, it's going to be a lot of people who cooked a lot, a lot of vegan food. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, that sounds so cool. Um, what I was also thinking about um, is uh, the topic of sustainability. Because, I mean, when you cook for so many people, you always have to think about, okay, how much food do we need? How much do we have to buy beforehand? And, um, yeah, I was wondering how you're dealing with sustainability and maybe not trying to waste so much food. How how does this all go together? I do believe, and I'm kind of proud to say that we didn't waste any food because uh, <laughs> we counted beforehand um, how much we will need because every time before we do a cooking class, we meet up the three people who are going to host the, club, uh, the course because although we're five in the team, just three people are there on site. And we go over the recipes and write down the quantities and then see how much we will need in total. And everything that's not used, which wasn't a lot. I mean, it was stuff like flour or oil. We take home and use for the next one. <laughs> yes, great. Do you have any like specific rules or preferences where you want to buy the food? Like, do you focus on like just going to the supermarket or go trying, I don't know, to the farmer's market or something, something like this? Mm, Time-wise, it's just not really possible to do that because we are there at eight in the morning to go shopping. And last time we just went to a local supermarket on site and we actually um, talked about the sustainability topic then in our group. Um, concerning the first cooking course, but we said it's, although it might be nice to focus on that, and we thought about um, rescuing food and so on, it's a lot of organizing and a lot of time that goes in the organizational part. So we are kind of lacking the resources and thought maybe for another project, but for this, it's we're okay that it's not really our focus, but we are trying to offering, yeah. A free cooking class for 15 people, um, yeah, and buying all the ingredients and stuff. So what I want to say is it's not our focus, although we'd like to implement it, 
but we're okay with it at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you're like at the beginning of the project, so um, maybe at some point it will be possible to may maybe focus on that more, maybe not you. I mean, you're only five people who <laughs> organize it and you're not doing that full time. I think that's definitely okay because, I mean, you're all students, so... Um, It's it's already so amazing that the cooking classes are free and they are also focusing on vegan food, which is really nice. I was also wondering if other people can support your project in like, I don't know, money-wise or social media advertisement kind of stuff or how, is this any kind of possible or? I think actually it would be quite nice if people follow our Instagram channel. Yes, of course. Drop the name. <laughs> um, it's called... Uh, as everything is in German, it's called vegankochen.wien. So that translates to vegancooking.vienna. Yeah, you can follow us there and see your beautiful pictures. <laughs> and it would be quite nice to spread the message in this way and maybe tag us somewhere um, to spread the word. Yeah, that would be lovely. Yes, of course. We will also put the name of your Instagram account in our podcast description. So everyone who can, who is listening to the podcast right now can check them out and know how it's written in German. Do you actually know how the people who came to the cooking classes or who are coming to the next cooking classes, how did they like find out about you? Did they find out about social media or do you know some people who are already coming? How does this work? A few people who come to our classes are friends that we invited um, just because it's also nice to show the people we're hanging out with what we're doing. <laughs> um, but also a lot of people come through WhatsApp and Signal groups and so diverse messenger groups that we posted it in, um, but also email distributors and flyers that we spread all over the city are a part of the advertisement. We still have a lot of flyers to give. <laughs> But to be honest, I designed them, so I'm kind of proud of how they look. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, when people saw you on social media or heard about you through the messenger groups and so on, how can they sign up for the cooking courses? The best way is to go to our website then. Yeah, because also we have all the recipes that were used on the website, if anybody wants to try them. Yeah. <laughs> and through the website, we have a sign-up link in a way. It's like one of those Google links where you just write your name and your email address and uh, how much experience you have or which allergies you have. And then you're signed up for the class. And we also know what to look out for because we then know what allergies you have. So please really do that. <laughs> Or what you wish for, because actually one person once wrote, yes, you would like to know about the sustainability aspect. And then we got to talk about it in our group. And so, yeah, we're not focusing on it now, but we could improve that in the future. Okay, nice. So it's really, it's really easy to register for the cooking classes. How, like, I mean, I mean, you already kind of answered that question, but I still want to ask it. Um, how can we stay in touch and get news about the project? <laughs> As we just have two channels where you can find information, which are the Instagram channel and our website. I would direct you towards those. Because also on the website, uh, you also get the updates. Even, like, not everybody has Instagram, <laughs> but you get the updates on where 
if it makes sense to still sign up for some courses because as I said some are overbooked but the last two aren't so please just come <laughs> and what's going on and yeah find out the recipes I think the recipes are the best part of the website to be honest so everyone can have this like vegan cooking experience at home with the recipes <laughs> which is really nice <laughs> Absolutely. And they're all kind of easy. So it's not it's not like you need some specifically vegan things um, to do the recipes. Um, so a lot of the stuff you already have at home. And I think most you really have at home or you buy once a block of tofu or yeah, a can of chickpeas. So all the recipes are made for an easy beginning to vegan cooking. So cool. Nice. Um, so tell me, when will be the next cooking classes or the next two cooking classes, maybe? Ooh, the next one is next week on Saturday, the 28th of May. And the third one is on the 18th of June. All classes are on Saturday. And in July, it's on the 23rd. And in August, the last one is on the 6th. Next time we're doing lunch menus. And afterwards, uh, sweets and desserts. Wow. Actually, I'm kind of getting hungry here, <laughs> hearing all about this really cool vegan food. Maybe, as you know, our podcast is named uh, Into New Europe, and we like to ask um, the participants or the guests we have on our podcast to answer the question, what is your wish for New Europe? Maybe you and the project have a specific wish for New Europe? Oh, good question. Personally, I think I would wish for less stereotypes to be around and no matter if it belongs to cooking differently and eating different stuff or just living in a different way or living a different culture it would be nice if we see how connected we are in the way and that it's super interesting to learn new stuff because i think it's also what our project is about about learning something new without judging it before you really know what it's about and if you like it or not. With this like very, very nice statement, we are coming to an end of this episode. Thank you again for participating and sharing your experiences with us, Sophie. You can check out more about the projects on the show notes. And I also want to say a thank you to everyone who listens to our podcast. So don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Stay in touch and check out our Facebook and Instagram pages. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.